for the Token and Hop Show on the Rogues to Liberty Network. Good evening, everybody. You're listening to the Roads to Liberty podcast live. It's a Monday night, and I'm your host, Token. Joined uh, with my fabulous partner in crime, Ben Backus, over there. And today we have a special guest for you all. He's a friend of the show. He's been on the show two, three times by now. It's It's been quite a few times. Uh, he ran for chair of the Libertarian National Committee in 2018. He's presently serving as an at-large member on that committee. He's the chair of the LP Affiliate Committee, and he's running for chair once more in 2020. The one, the only, Joshua Smith. What's up, man? Hey, how's it going, guys? Thank you so much for having me on. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So when I heard that you were running for chair again, I thought to myself, man, we've got to get you on again. It, it, this guy had a, a long road in 2018. Ended in disappointment, and here he is willing to put himself through that ringer once again. So I got to ask you, do you just like what, – What's wrong with me? Yeah, what's the matter with you? You know, I don't know, man. I Look, I care very deeply about this party. I don't think that anyone can contest that at this point. You know, and I, I made lots of mistakes last year. I didn't really know what I was doing, you know. I uh, – when I – when I issued my challenge to Nicholas Sarwark, that's exactly what it was. It was a challenge. It was I didn't see anybody stepping up, um, and so I I said, you know, I called several people. I had reached out to Larry and said, hey man, you got to run for chair, and everyone was like, no, <laughs> you know. <laughs> and so I was like, well, you know, I had at the time I was working closely with Think Liberty, and I and we had you know probably a seven to twelve thousand person following, and I was like, well, I'm going to put out a, a intent to uh, intent to run statement, see what happens, and. Man, I never expected it to blow up like that, you know. And uh, so, so I I rode the wave and I I learned everything that I could, but I didn't always do everything right. And I feel like um, I have the opportunity to do the correct things now. I have the, um, you know, the the wherewithal, and I've learned being on the committees and working with people that are actually in leadership. Uh, you know, I serve on all three levels of leadership now. I'm, uh, you know, I'm the the county treasurer. I'm the state party at large, and I'm a national large so i know all about the ins and outs of the party now and and um i still have that same fire and it, once again it was you know national convention um i've always said i wouldn't up that could do a better job than me and and uh so well i i uh i think it's great you're still around i'll, I'll be honest with you i didn't i was at the I was at that convention. I didn't vote for you. Oh, we have some tech problems with Josh. He's frozen. What is going on with this night? There, he's back. Are you there, man? Yeah, I've been here, man. I didn't go nowhere. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I didn't. I did not. I didn't vote for you that first convention. So um, mainly for the reasons you stated that you know you obviously didn't know what was going on. Um, yeah. it seems like you, you you know what you don't know now. At least is that how you would how you would say it is. Yeah, sure. I've learned, I've learned a lot, you know, and, and, you know, a lot of, a lot of people's problems with me last year were a, I didn't know how to handle criticism and that was correct. I didn't, I had no idea what I was doing when it came to being criticized. You know, I was, like I said, I was, uh, very new to that process. Um, 
I knew how to lead a meeting. You know, that was one thing people were, yeah, do you even know how to run a meeting? I was yeah, like, yeah, I showed up to Oklahoma. <laughs> I showed up to the Oklahoma State Convention on 15 minutes notice, led their entire business meeting, you know? And, and so I know, yeah, I know that part, but, but I didn't, I didn't know how to take criticism correctly. You know, I was, I was still really fired up and, and hyped up and I, I, I clapped back at everybody and that actually showed in my national debate last year. You know, I, I kind of took the bait on stage and, and everyone knows that I failed and even I knew that I failed and, you know, there's a story that I was told, uh, Larry, you know, I, I did, um, debate prep with Larry Sharp and, um, I didn't really listen to him very well, <laughs> but, uh, we, uh, he was, he was in the back of the room while we were debating and Matt Welch walked up to him and said, Hey, how do you think, he, how do you think he's doing? And Larry said, he's done. He's done. That's it. <laughs> and he, he was right. You know, he was when you right. don't listen to Larry Sharp. That's, that's problem number one. Uh, so besides that, what, what do you think you'll do differently in this run? Besides listen to everything Larry Sharp says. <laughs> well, I, you know, I'm, I've, I've made a commitment to not get in the mud with, with people. We know there's going to be detractors during my campaign. It's going to happen. People are going to call me out for all, all the same things they called me out for last year. And I'm just going to prove that I have grown and learned and, and, you know, that I do have the best interests of the party at heart and I'm not, I'm not going to get out there and sling mud back at people. I just, I, I, I went hard last year and it, it was real rough on me. If you knew me at the beginning of the campaign and then saw me at the end of the campaign, I looked like a different person. It was a, it was a stressful year and, uh, I don't, I, I don't have the capacity to do that anymore. I only want to do what's right for the party. So. That's always been bizarre to me that one of Nick's big things, everybody's like, well, he runs a meeting. I mean, it's, it's true. It's not. It's not that hard, honestly. And and once you learn enough about running meetings, you realize that Nick does screw up up there sometimes. Yeah, everybody screws up. It, you know. Yeah. Look, Robert's Rules is a thick book. <laughs> yeah. I, I know. I you know for the last two years I've been falling asleep reading it. You know, and it's <laughs> and it's uh, it's it's a big book and it's a lot to learn. But you know, we always have a parliamentarian there to reference. Mm -hmm. um, and in fact, as the chair of the party, you don't have to run the convention, you can hire a parliamentarian to run the convention, um, which I almost think is a better idea, you know, uh, mm -hmm. because then you don't have your, your own personal bias up on stage. But, um, yeah, I mean, it's, it's, you know, anybody can learn how to run a meeting. It's just how it is. He just very good at being, uh, sharp witted, but so are a lot of the rest of us, <laughs> yeah. you know, so right. it's, you know, and, I, and I've worked closely with Nick over the last year. He's, he's a good guy. He does run a good meeting. Um, you know, I generally think that the majority of the time his heart's in the right place, but he's got his fundamental issues that I disagree with, and that's why I'm running. So, so last time around, you were kind of the outsider trying to get in. This time, you would have served two years from the inside. So do those two years of experience give you a different taste of what problems exist in the LP that you can fix, like stuff you didn't know before? that now you have a better understanding of how things work, you can better tackle issues going are you, forward. Are you saying he's part of the swamp now or what? <laughs> We're I'm all still, in the same you know, swamp. Trust me, I'm still, I'm still very much the anti-establishment candidate, I promise. I, I, uh, you know, I, I've, I've really gotten into this, this voting block with about six other people that are great on the LNC that see the need for change. Um, and, but six people, seven people is not enough to really change everything when you need a, a 50% vote or a two thirds vote for a censure motion or, you know, it's just not enough. And um, 
So, so, you know, we haven't talked about running some big slate or anything, but I'd like to see people step up that, that want to change things the way that I do. But as far as my goals have not changed much, you know, I still see the, the need for aggressive marketing. Um, I still see the need for, uh, a, a better, um, you know, uh, social media presence. I still, you know, I still see the need for, uh, you know, traveling and, and doing these press conferences and, and the same things that I talked about before that we just, we just have been historically bad at, you know, and, um, I just can see them much closer now, <laughs> you know, and, uh, but, but yeah, we still argue about the same things. We, we have a, a board now that's not content to protect the brand from bad actors, which I think is a bad thing. You know, this, this whole censure of Ben, Ben letter that I talk about, um, that I, that I put forward, you know, that wasn't about a personal vendetta. That was about, um, you know, dude's uh, t- weird. Well, it's, you know, Timothy <laughs> McVeigh called himself a libertarian. And when he blew up the Oklahoma City building, he, you know, we, our party had to uh, defend that for years. And I don't want to have that situation again. You know, if somebody's going to talk about blowing up a convention or if someone's going to talk about, uh, it, you know, unarmed children being uh, enemy combatants and uh, beating up anti-war protesters at our own convention and, and killing liberals and putting them in contractor bags on the sidewalk, then I want to make sure that people know that the party condemns those that kind of speech. And um, especially from a, a, a candidate that's trying to run for our president presidential nomination. I mean, that's huge. You know, uh, that guy may find himself on CNN or Fox or RT or anywhere, you know, talking about this stuff. And he's going to say, and I'm a presidential uh, hopeful for the Libertarian Party of, of, of the United States. And it's going to be like, what? <laughs> well, the thing know? about that situation is that people are like, oh, well, you're going to turn them in, you, you filthy statist or whatever. So then it gets to the point. All right. Well, what time, at what point does comments like that get a get an ass beat? I mean, if you're not going to turn them in, right? Um, <laughs> well, I, you know, I never talked about calling the police on Ben Letter. I never talked about yeah. turning them into the FBI. That's just not, you know, that's kind of, it's pretty against my own principles. Unless somebody is already aggressed or or is actually aggressing on somebody, but um, that kind of speech we can condemn. You know, we have the right mm-hmm. to condemn that. You know, he's. He's got the right to free speech. We have the right to condemn that speech and say that's not what we stand for in the Libertarian well, Party. And that's what a censure motion is for. Speech is free, but speech isn't without consequences. Sure. Absolutely. Yeah, Here, here's the thing that, that I always get, and I'm sure you hear it too, because it's a pretty common reaction when you bring up issues like this is, oh, you're only giving him attention. If you just let it go, then he won't get any attention. and He'll just magically go away and slither off into a corner which I always found to be a pretty ridiculous response myself because me, I want, I want to be proactive in something like that. You know, say he does end up on a, on a debate stage at, at convention. Say, say that does happen. And he ends up giving an interview on CNN or whatever. Then we can already say at that point, hey, we already condemned this guy. He does not represent us. Here's, here's what we did six months ago condemning this so sure. yeah or, or or if he you know does try to blow up our convention or if he does start killing liberals in texas or if he does start going after children as enemy combatants i mean we need to make sure that the the general public knows that the libertarian party is against that that is not what we stand for we are not here to uh commit a- aggressive acts of violence on on peaceful people you know what i mean um and and I feel like the LNC really dropped the ball on that. 
so hugely. What? Why? So they, they the the motion was voted on for censure, and it failed. What were Correct. the reasons for that failure? Uh, you know, the reason that you stated was a big one. The uh, if we give this any more airtime than it needs, then then you know it, we're just going to make him uh, a more controversial figure. Uh, a couple people were worried about a slander suit, which is actually uh, because of the the public figure laws with somebody running for president that that wouldn't that he couldn't. He couldn't. First of all, he's not going to sue us for slander for a uh, uh, censure motion. Second of all, mm. he's just not going to sue us for for slander because he can't. Um, that was a big one. Uh, I I think uh, to be honest with you, I, I gotta I gotta be one hundred percent honest with you. I think a lot of people voted no because of I put the motion forward, <laughs> uh, which is is fine. Uh, that's okay. You know, and I know that there's uh, at least one other member of the LNC that's probably thinking about running for chair, and that person likes to. Uh, go out of their way to make their responses to my motion about me, but that's okay. <laughs> um, I just, I just think it was a ball drop. You know, it wasn't about me. You know, some people were, some people outside of the LSC was saying that I was trying to get famous off the back of Ben Letter. Like, no, that's, that's not. Like, I don't know if you know this, Ben, but I'm not running for president, and I have a bigger following than you. And. Um, I don't need to get famous off of that. I just want to protect the brand. I want to protect the party that I care about, that I put all my, you know, I put 80% of my free time into this party and probably 90% of my expendable income. You know what I mean? The only reason I know of him is because of some of the wacky <coughs> comments he made. And somebody shared him somewhere and I read them and went to his website and it was a joke. So yeah, if, if, um, if anyone out there is wondering what it is we're talking about, the Fakertarian's Facebook page did did a great job in publishing a lot of the craziness he's been involved in. He's, he's equated the children of anti-Second Amendment activists as enemy combatants and argued that it would be justified to use violence on them. He's... Unarmed children. Unarmed children. Yeah, because they're the children of anti-Second Amendment activists. This makes them guilty by association and justifies violence against this. These are the arguments that he has made. He's been caught on tape making some very vile, violent threats against people. Uh, he's he's not a he's he's not all there. He's a pretty crazy guy, and. I I think I thought it was a good idea to put forward a sense of motion, and I'm upset that it didn't pass. But whatever re for whatever reason, this guy deserved to be censored. And censured. There's yeah. a lot. There's a lot of. I mean, there's a lot of people, man, that are really upset about that. And I hope, I hope that people will take into account the names of the people who voted against the censure motion to protect this brand when they step onto that delegate floor to make votes. Because at the end of the day, this is your party. This is your brand. This is the, the the party that you put your activism and your free time and your money towards. And you should have elected representatives that are going to protect the brand that you care about. Period. Well, and now they're worked up over a Facebook page. Is that what I saw today? Yeah, which is the most ironic and hypocritical thing I've ever seen in my life. So, so we're so we're. we're we're so cool about this censure motion and don't really care about these, these aggressive, violent threats. Um, but heaven forbid some shit posting internet troll makes a, a, a meme page making fun of the LP marketing because now we're going to sue them. And, um, if they don't take down our branding and, uh, you know, that's the end of the libertarian party because of this meme page with 120 followers. 
it just blows my mind. It, the prior the prioritizing there is just insane to me. I mean, absolutely insane. Like, if first of all, we should look at that page and wonder why people would mix their marketing up with ours. That should be the the first big slap in the face for us. Is why would anybody? Yeah. Why would anybody conflate that with our page? And and think about that going forward when we make internet posts. <laughs> right? I'll be honest. Um, the first time I saw uh, the post from that page, my first thought was, "What are those dumbasses at National doing this for?" <laughs> <laughs> National's marketing is so bad. When I saw the satire uh, post by that website, I I thought it was real. Yeah. So you're right that they should try and figure out why people think it's real. It needs to be a self-reflective meme page for us. That's what it needs to be. And and look, I don't know who started the page, even though people have tried to say it's me, it's the Mises Caucus, it's uh, libertarians that support MAGA Trump. And I'm just like, what are you, you know, what are you talking about? But no, it's, it's uh, it, it needs to be a self-reflective time for us that people would conflate that page with our own marketing. Um, and, and marketing something that I've talked about heavily and it's something that I'm working on now. And I've been, I've been blessed with the chance to chair the affiliate support committee. And, um, these are some of the best people in the party when it comes to coalition building and marketing. And, and, you know, it's, it's Aaron Adams, who you're very familiar with. I'm sure it's, uh, Pat Ford, who's amazing. Who's one of the craziest, loudest activists actually does one of the most watched news shows in the Rhode Island, New England area and does libertarian stuff on live broadcast uh it's it's uh david demarest your your own david demarest who is amazing at coming up with ideas and uh richard longstreth who's a crazy awesome radical and john phillips jr and Stephen nikayla who's a young guy super financially motivated and just um so it's a really good team for for marketing and we've decided that we're just going to start doing marketing for the party <laughs> and and there's nothing in any bylaw says we can't do that you know, and so um, I know that you guys have seen the video that I put out for the, the current marketing scheme that we're trying to run, but the uh, the hashtag LP everywhere. And and we put together with Christian Malazarte, we put together like an actual good, well-produced video with a good monologue and a good hashtag on it and are creating a contest that is going to get us media all over the country. You know what I mean? Oh, yeah. I mean, that that was a very well done video. You know, I, I saw that thing. I'm like, there's no way National put this together. This, is, <laughs> this isn't the kind of thing that comes out of LP National. But, yeah, it was slick. It was professional. It was well done. So, so tell us tell us a bit about this, this LP, hashtag LP everywhere. Because watching the video and seeing all the different activist photos go up, a couple from Nebraska, I might add. I saw both Douglas and Lancaster County represented there. So, so, so tell us about this contest because it, it looks really interesting. Sure. Look, there's a there's a whole side of this party that never gets represented in the media, that never gets represented on Facebook, and it's the activists. You know, it's the people who go out into their communities with their signs and their and their you know ballot access petitions and and uh, their can their uh, candidate signs and and. They work, you know, it's free work. I mean, these people are working for free. All the, well, some of our ballot access petitioners get paid, but that's, it's not, it's few and far between. But, um, you know, that side never gets represented in the media. And so, you know, people get what is called activist burnout. I've seen it in the last year. I've seen probably 30, 40 people say, I can't do this anymore. It's too much. We're not getting anywhere. Uh, National's not helping me. Uh, my, my state affiliate's not helping me. It's just too much. Can't do this. They walk away. They never come back. They take their ideas with them. 
you know, there's no activist continuity. So I thought this would be a fun way to, to pump up our activism, uh, maybe get us some more media. It gives us tons of pictures and files and videos and earned media to put on the website, to put on the Facebook. Um, and the cool thing is, is some small affiliate in North Dakota can put together the best uh, activist file and send it over to us and win a thousand dollars for their affiliates, probably more than they've had all year. You know what I mean? And, and so it's, it was a really, really cool idea that Aaron, uh, Adams actually came up with. She actually, uh, it was her initial idea. And then we all kind of just brain powered together and figured out how we were going to put it out. And, um, you know, I kind of just took the lead on the video with Christian. I, I asked Christian, Hey man, if, if I, uh, put together a monologue, would you be able to put out a nice video? He was all about it. And, uh, I think he got it done in two days, <laughs> you know, he did that in he, two days. Yeah. Nice. He, yeah, absolutely. And I, I did, I, I literally, I recorded that monologue on my phone in my shop at work. <laughs> it's just, uh, you know, it's simple little things that we can do like that, that are going to look crisp and clean and, and get us some attention. And, and so, uh, I'm, I'm really proud to chair the affiliate support committee and be a part of that team because they, uh, they got great ideas. And I think together we're going to change the face of marketing for LP national. So oh, God, I think it's a great please. idea. Cause you can take, I mean, there's all these affiliates are doing things right. So you can take all that and distill it down at national and get it out to the other affiliates. Cause I mean, as you, as you're aware, the LPs run like a confederacy and every affiliate's kind of doing their own thing for what works where they're at. Sure. Well, that's but, another cool thing is the, is this is like a marketing continuity scam, right? So, mm -hmm. so we're now, we have now reached out to all 50 affiliates with one video and said, Hey, let's turn this into a giant marketing thing, right? And so like now everyone's gonna work together. Everyone's gonna wanna work together and figure out ways, you know, County's gonna be like, hey, what are you guys doing this weekend? Hey, what are you doing this weekend? You know what I mean? And it may not be like completely the same thing, but it, it, people are gonna start seeing each other's activism. They're gonna start getting ideas about things. They're gonna start doing things that way or other, you know, or teaching people stuff. And I just think it's a really, really good thing for us. You know, we're, we're the, our party is built on the backs of the hardest working activists in the, in the country, maybe the world. You know, and uh, we need to highlight that and help them out at every turn. And I just think it's a it's a really good idea to do that. And we're working on some other things on the ASC too, a coalition of um, media. I don't know if you've heard anything about that. Pat's been working on building an actual coalition of of libertarian media so that we have lists and and we can make rounds on podcasts with certain candidates and and all kinds of cool stuff. And then uh, John Phillips Jr. got some some stuff together to do um, like uh uh. Uh, affiliate building continuity, you know, so like, uh, you know, we can just send like a file or a packet to someone who wants to start a new county or state affiliate or whatever, a new county affiliate, just send it right over him and give him all their steps. They have all the paperwork already. They just have to put their name on it, you know, and so mm -hmm. just little stuff like that that's going to make it a lot easier on our activists is, is stuff that the National Party should have been doing for the last 40 years. And I, I remember, I remember back when at the uh, the Omaha convention, the first time we had you on the show, I asked you, are you going to make my job as an affiliate more difficult? And you, no, no, <laughs> yeah, at the, at the time you were, you, at the time we had a, a certain former vice chair who's now running for president who was making the job of affiliates more difficult? Sure, sure. You know, and willfully doing it, and and not even, not even caring about it. So it's it's good to see people in national who are not going to sabotage the efforts of the people 
on the ground, going door to door, doing most of the work. It's I like the changes I'm seeing at National, and I hope it continues. Um, that's that's all we wanted to talk about with you today. Uh, do you have a, a website or anywhere that people can go to to if they want to get a hold of you or le learn more information? Sure. Well, you can always you can always go and uh, check out my Joshua Smith uh, LNC at large page. You know, I think there's about three thousand followers on there or something now. Um, and message me on there. I know there's a, a Joshua Smith for LNC chair 2020 page uh, that I may or may not be a part of now, but I wasn't a part of back then when it was drafting page. Uh, and then obviously my personal profile, but Jeff definitely check out, uh, you know, the, the video for, for uh, LP everywhere. It's uh, I think it's a really well done video and it'll get you hyped up on doing some activism for the rest of summer. Um, and you have till November 5th to submit your submissions to LP everywhere at LP.org. LP everywhere at LP.org. Yeah. Um, and if you see anybody else from the affiliate support committee, please give them a round of applause. They're amazing people. Should we go like your uh, parody page too? Yeah, that's not mine, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> but but it has it has been a very good reflection for me, you know. And and I mean that. I you know I, I when I first saw it, I was mad. I was really mad. I was like, oh, this is bullshit. You know, this this is uh this is wrong. Oh my god. And I started thinking about it. I'm like, you know, people probably think that this is actually our page for a reason. Yeah, guilty. And and, and we really need we really need to think about what that reason is and start trying to change the things that make them feel that way, because it wouldn't take much and it'd still be very libertarian, libertarian to do so. Well, plus that page is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> I, 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 I won't, will neither confirm nor deny that right now. It's really funny. It just remember it's, it's parody. It's not real. So don't get all pissed off when you see it. <laughs> It, and it actually says that. it says parody on the page too, so it's like it's not like they're trying to fool you. You just it's it's so it's so hard to tell the difference that it, it, they fooled you. <laughs> All right, everyone. I think we're up against our thirty-minute time. Sorry for starting late tonight. We had some technical difficulties uh, getting the start started, but this was a very awesome conversation. I'm so glad that we could finally sit down with you and have this conversation. And I look forward to seeing the things that you can do going forward. Thank you, Josh, for coming on. Hey, thank you guys so much for having me. I appreciate you. Yep, see you, Josh.